Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome to the Garden Report after a Game 5 victory from the Boston Celtics. 123-101. They take a 3-2 series lead back to Washington. And Nick, I have something to sing to you. There is no oh. place <laughs> like home for the, the, playoffs, the playoffs. The playoffs, okay? Jimmy, we saw Gino for tonight. For the fifth straight game, the home team has won handily. We did see Gino tonight. We a saw very Gino, rare, a rare sighting. A very rare playoff Gino appearance. Usually he's slumming it in the balconies <laughs> with the rest of the diehards, but he actually made his way to the, the, to the Jumbotron. Nice little fun time for the fans after, uh, I guess you could call it a fun game from start to finish because the Celtics jumped on the Wizards early. And they didn't let their foot off the gas. 33 points in the first quarter. They shot 53% from the game. And when you do those things, when you limit the turnovers like they did, 11, team tu- 11 turnovers, I think 12 team turnovers, you take away what the Wizards do best. And that is get out and run, score in transition. John Wall, as we know, one of the fastest players in the NBA, cannot be running fast when they're taking the ball out from under the basket more than half of the time. Not only that, Jimmy, but making perimeter shots like you mentioned – no long rebounds on missed perimeter shots, mm-hmm. n- less fast breaks for Washington. I think that definitely played into factor as well. And then, of course, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, big, big part of the Celtics shooting the way they did tonight, along with some of the guys like Al Horford. Yeah. But Avery Bra- this is Avery Bradley's night. This is a guy who, all about the hips going mm-hmm. in this one, <laughs> not one hit pointer, but two hit pointers. Folks, it turns out the hips do lie because <laughs> despite, the fa- this, despite the pain, Avery Bradley with 29 points tonight, 25 in the first yep, half. Yep. Setting uh, the tone, for Setting sure. the tone on both ends. Um, continues to be one of the most underrated players on a national standpoint. I don't think players underrate him, but I think the casual NBA fan I really agree. does. I would agree, too. Not, not only that, Jimmy, but he got a technical foul. I mean, that's so not Avery Bradley-like. That was, that was another rare occurrence. Right, he, he, was, he, was, he was kicking himself after that. He was. He didn't want to give up the fine. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Isaiah Thomas... Scored 18 points tonight. Played well, but didn't have to do everything. Guys right. like Avery, like Jay Crowder, like Al Horford stepped up. Avery Bradley, it wasn't so long ago we were watching him as a rookie here in the garden Mm-mm. struggling, you know, to hit perimeter shots. And, man, he has grown up. And Isaiah said after the game, the presser, you know, no injury is no excuse. And that's a testament. I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but that's, no, that's a testament fine. to Isaiah because no excuse was an excuse for Jumping him. around on nimbly bimbly. No excuse was an excuse for him right. because he was in every game despite the tragic loss of his sister. So as a leader, he could say that to his, his teammates. Mm. Avery Bradley stepped up tonight. He played injured and played amazing. Hurt or injured, that's the difference. You don't want to play injured, yeah, but hurt. you will play hurt. Yeah. So uh, And it is the playoffs. A lot of guys are playing through bumps and bruises right now. I'm not going to say it's hockey level where you know the season ends and they're all having yeah. you know open heart surgery or whatever it may be <laughs> the next night. Um, but these guys, you know, they put it all out there. It, they, they were the team, and Brad Stevens said it, they played with purpose tonight, mm-hmm. more purpose than the Wizards. They were the better team tonight. It's not that complicated in this series. The team that wants it more and plays better has won this series. It hasn't been a back-and-forth sort of grinded-out series in no, each, each of these games. It's been very frustrating, though, because you see the Celtics tonight 
come out and play like the team we know they can be. Mm-hmm. And you are so not confident going into game six. And we'll preview game six in part two. Right. But the way the inconsistencies in this series has been, and really in the in the playoffs in general, you cannot feel comfortable. And I hope the Celtics don't feel comfortable because they play better with a chip on their shoulder and a bit from behind. I would agree. And it was good to see that, you know, in game two when the Celtics won that game, they needed 53 points from Isaiah Thomas. So the fact that he had help tonight and they still went and they went, you know, he wasn't on his, he didn't need to score 30 points. He needed to score 40 yep. and he could count on his teammates. We talked about it. Um, Jay Crowder had 18. Uh, Al Horford had 19, yep. shot eight of nine from the field. Um, and Avery Bradley obviously had that, you know, one of his probably best Better games of his career. Playoff performances of, career of his career for sure. Playoffs, I think. For sure. And he's one of the guys that has a little bit of playoff experience on a team that doesn't have a lot. We're going to talk about how that might affect the Celtics on Friday night. Uh, in part two, so stick right there. Before we go, part one was part brought one to you by brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Uh-huh. It is the largest job site in the world. Two hundred job listings, all with one click of the button. You could get a free listing by going to ZipRecruiter.com/sportsfan. Sportsfan. That's it, Jimmy. That's easy. That's we got a lot of sports fans watching, so we do. We do. just for them. <laughs> part two, we'll be right back. Part two, Jared Keep Weiss it right will join there. us. Jared Weiss will join us. Welcome to part two of the Garden Report. I'm Jared Weiss, and I'm back now. I'm joined by Jim Descano we found him, folks. on the outside. What up? Owner of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, in the middle here. <laughs> uh, this is the Garden Report, and uh, we're going to talk about Al Horford now. So Al Horford Get had right into it. a perfect hashtag max contract evening. Where, yeah, he did it. Hashtag when max you talk about contract. Al Horford killing the haters, it's a hashtag, hashtag max Horford contract haters. evening for him. And he was incredible despite putting up relatively average numbers, numbers as far as, like, the total numbers. Mm-hmm. He was 8 for 9 from the field. That's not average. He had a true average. shooting percentage of 1,000, <laughs> over 1,000, <laughs> which is pretty good. Pretty Ideal. Good. I don't think you need context to know 1,000 true shooting percentage is good. <laughs> um, Jimmy, I mean, what was the thing that you think Al Horford did the best tonight? Tonight, his calmness. And, and I think that's something that we're seeing in this playoffs is, well, let me, let me start over. Him being able to carpet compartmentalize his calmness on one end but show that fire on other on the other end he's able to sort of lock in his guys and at the same time we're seeing a fiery Al Horford a guy that we didn't really see a whole lot of in the regular season here's a question I have we hate on players we don't hate but okay the Celtics they, they say they play too hard in the we regular loathe. season right. they, they play too hard in the regular season look at like LeBron they're kind of coasting right now but Al Horford I'm not saying he coaches in the regular season, but he's clearly in another gear right now because of the experience he has knowing that there are playoffs in the future. I couldn't agree more. And it seemed like everybody, the people who were watching closely, knew there would be a different Al Horford come playoff time. And he's shown that, like Jared just said. I mean, between filling out the box score with assists, being able to dribble the ball up the court and initiate Mm -hmm. the offense, he's giving Isaiah a break. And what I liked the best was rallying the troops at halftime. I think Avery Bradley told us that in the press conference rallying the troops, telling them, look, we have two quarters and we're one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a leader. That's why he's paid to be here. Yes. He's also paid for his unbelievable creativity. So let's break (laughs) it down. So this is something I asked all the coaches, asked almost everybody tonight, was Al Horford being used as a point center. Mm -hmm. 
and you know this is something that he's always been credited for you're able to throw it to him in the post on the elbows he can make plays but tonight they were literally using him as the actual ball handling point guard and there are a lot of plays that really really killed the wizards it was i think mostly in the second and third quarter was where they would run plays where it would be usually isaiah bringing the ball down the court then they would give it to al and al would start the action for the play there were plays like the al ran a pick and roll with isaiah Al said after the game that Jay Larinaga, the Celtics assistant coach, actually went to Al and said, watch out for some screens from Isaiah. We're going to run some stuff for you. And Al, <laughs> Al said, I've never seen that before. I can't wait to see what happened. And Isaiah, it was clear from what Isaiah was saying after the game, he was told this game, you're going to be setting the screens. We're going to throw this versatile. at them. He said he's versatile. Isaiah could do it. He's multi-talented. He did a good job at the screens. The other thing we're able to see is, Avery Bradley, some of these guys playing a little more off the ball because Al's initiating a lot of the offense from the top of the key and finding players. Yeah, skilled big man who can handle the ball. I mean, it's, it, it's not the first time they've used him as a, I mean, obviously they use him as a point center, you know, throughout the year. His teammates call him the best passing big man in the league. The stats will back that up. Average Scotty five. Scotty Brooks calling that. I think he averaged f- exactly five assists uh, a game this year, which was lead, lead amongst all centers. So this guy. Yeah, he's not pouring in 25 a game. That's not what they want him to do. That's not what they need him to do. He's doing a lot of things off the ball. He's creating space. He's creating plays for for some of those guys that are filling it up, like Avery Bradley tonight with 29. So, so Jared, you're going down to D.C. What do you see for game six? Well, uh, you know, the Celtics are pretty committed to closing this one out. And we saw in the last series, it was kind of it was the opposite of this series, where it was the road team kept winning. And they went into Chicago for that game six. And they had just won two games. And for them, it was, we need to continue this momentum and hammer it out. And there have been so many momentum swings in that series. We're seeing it in this series. They're committed again. I mean, the momentum swing from game four to tonight was unbelievable. unbelievable. They got crushed in the last game. And they, and they The Wizards, the, what happened to the Celtics where the game was over in the first quarter happened to the Wizards mm-hmm. tonight. So how does that change? I mean, I asked John Wall after the game. You guys have the biggest – they have the biggest differential in wins of any team in the NBA between home and the road. The Wizards do. How do you fix that? And a big thing that he mentioned, he actually was saying it right before I asked the question, was role players step up when they're at home. Tonight we saw the role players for the Wizards, for the most part, struggled mightily. And the Celtics stepped up. Yeah, every single guy on the Celtics. Jalen Brown didn't even attempt a field goal until like the late fourth quarter. Zero it points. was a plus 16 that yeah. entire yeah. time. Steven, something that I've been, I literally have asked Brad a couple times if he's going to do it. He finally went to Jalen Brown. He didn't start him, and that worked tonight. Amir really worked. That Amir was did actually work. was incredible. That alley oop he had, that was like, looked like a ballerina I was happy out there. for Amir, too. And, and I was happy. It, it was the right decision. Amir played the entire season. The Celtics played well most of the season. Going back to Amir, I think, was the right decision. Fans went crazy on Twitter right before the game. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Come on. There was continuity, which was great. I know. But that, that adjustment to go to Jalen was crucial yeah. because Jalen was being used in each half as a bridge between the first unit and the second mm-hmm. unit, and he was able to keep the team athletic and be able to keep them in transition on both ends. He was fighting. You know, he makes a lot of mistakes. Brad Stevens refuses I to put praise on him. I noticed that. I mean, he refuses. Today he said, he played well. He had a solid game. Or he did. He had a solid game. Yeah. That's what he said. Because you know what's going to happen. Jalen Brown's going to be an all-star in yeah. two years. And he's going to be like, now he's, <laughs> now a, great he's player. a great player. Right. Exactly. But right. it's good to see him going to Jalen Brown more because there were some stretches where we literally didn't see Jalen at all. And then we were seeing him for small stretches. I think that he does add, you know, he's not going to pour it in, but he does add that defensive value to the team. And I do think that he can help out. And I think tonight it was a perfect example. Zero points plus 17 
and a, I think he and a bonehead two, foul. There was one boneheaded <laughs> foul, but it was he limited the boneheaded turnovers. Sure. Which is something that the Celtics could not have tonight because they have to limit transition. Okay. What they have to do to win on, in game six. Oh, man. More of game five. They need to come out strong. They need to not take the foot off the gas. Limit transition. I mean, everything, everything today. I mean, <laughs> the role players have to step up. Jared, all you man, you're going down there. What do you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of the role players down there. I'll be. I'll be watching. You You know, (laughs) I I think the thing that will happen is we're going to see good performances from a lot of these auxiliary players. They have the momentum at this point. Smart. He still hasn't put together like that good game where we can feel comfortable saying that he is finally on track. But his defensive performance tonight was amazing. His 50-50 ball attacks Mm -hmm. was great. He was on the floor. And Avery Bradley said he was inspired by Marcus Smart. So they need more inspiration from Marcus. If he he can really – because we know John Wall is going to have like a 40-20 game. He's going to go out of his mind in game six. The key is keep him from Beal under control, I think. That too. So if Marcus can do some damage there – and try to keep Wall from getting 40 points, from getting 15 assists, I think that is where they have a chance to win this one. So, One question before you wrap. Gortat, limited tonight. Was that because of the way the Celtics were playing Al Horford? It was, you know, when, when they were running those plays where Horford was the ball handler, Gortat was going under those screens like he was covering, yep. as, like it was an Isaiah Thomas pick mm-hmm. and roll. They had no idea. I, I asked Scott Brooks, like, did you see that coming? Have you studied that before? Because they'd never run it before. Yeah. Brooks, like, immediately brushed it off. He's like, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was the transition <laughs> stuff, which is true. But Gortat had absolutely no idea how to defend the Celtics when Horford, his man, was the one handling the ball. So they got to keep doing that. Um, I mean, I'm sure good the Stevens game tonight. To it was a good Stevens game tonight. We were waiting for one of those. I didn't. Yeah, th- I yeah. don't think he's had the greatest playoff series coaching no, wise, but I think tonight was his best game. I'd agree, and he needed it after you know he took kind of some criticism after that 26. Yeah, he put some of the blame on himself. Well, one thing we've seen out of Brad, especially in the last series, the deeper the series goes, the more that he shines. I'll take Brad's brain over most NBA coaches' brains uh, in the NBA. My key. Limit the turnovers. Assist to turnover ratio is huge. Not too high, not too low emotionally. It's a very emotional series. It's going to be one of the most emotional games that all these players have ever been in. You don't want to get too caught up in it. That's it. It's Al Horford, really, because keeping that, that emotions down and in control. The veteran presence will help. Veteran presence Avery Bradley as well. A- a- Avery, Al, to a certain extent, Isaiah. And really, everybody continuing to rally around Isaiah, not needing him to score 50 points, I think, is, is key. All right, well, that'll be it. Avery Bradley said it tonight, and so did Dick Chelso. They can't make Avery Bra- <laughs> Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, Thomas the center of the offense. No, you said Isaiah Thomas. So that'll do it for us here in the Garden. I'm heading down to Washington on Friday. We will have the Garden Report from Game 6. And then on Monday, we either have the Garden Report from Game 7 or Game 1 wow. of the Conference Finals against yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. The return so, of King James. It's going to be fun. We are hopefully in for more uh, more Garden Reports, more games, and more fun for you. And don't forget, the draft lottery is next Tuesday where the Celtics could get, Big a, they're gonna get a top four pick in Big the week, week. And they could be in the Conference Finals. It's a pretty good time. To I don't want to tell anybody the results I got from my draft stream. I, I, I'm getting sick thinking about how many times. The Lakers times. get the number one pick and I they took Lonzo I, I can't tell you how many times I had to click it before the Celtics got number one. I don't no, even want to think about it. Hopefully I got them all out. This I got them all out. time to wrap. Let's okay, wrap let's wrap it up here. Pieces. Leave comments on this YouTube video. Would you rather see the Celtics win the number one pick or get the fourth pick but see the Lakers fall out of the lottery and not <laughs> and have to convey their pick over to the Sixers? Yikes. That's what I want to know. So that'll do it for us here on the Garden Report for Jimmy Toscano and Nick Gelso, for Jeremy Carpenter, 
behind the camera and Josue Pavone lazily sitting over there. I'm Jared Weiss. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>